This is the Four Horsemen Podcast. And we are back. 9-0, going into week 10, an undefeated homestead on the horizon. It's me, your favorite New Englander, Nick, and our favorite Canadian, Dylan. Uh, it's a two-man show tonight. Joe, it's John Missing. Uh, if you see him, tell him that we love him and to come on the podcast. And Steve is moving because he's an adult. So it's just me and Dylan tonight talking about the Irish. And what a week it was. Northwestern, they were who we thought they were. They gave us a fight in the first half, then they laid down uh, for the majority of the second half until Notre Dame let them back in uh, towards the end. Dylan? Yeah, it's, that's that's pretty much it. You know, um, I think we were all upset watching that game. We really wanted to see a close game there. We were all hoping for a blowout. But, you know, that's still kind of the way Northwestern plays you. Um, I'm just thankful we didn't lose. We beat them by a better margin than Michigan beat them, which does help us in any kind of Michigan versus Notre Dame argument, which seems asinine to me that that's even being discussed. Um, look, it was, it was a tough game. Could have put them away earlier. And we let them hang in. Some people will freak out, say it's the end of the world, as if we had lost. We won the game. We won the game by, was it 10 points? You yeah. know, we're, on to, we're on to the next one. Um, some good performances, some areas for concern, but you know what? Overall, I'll take it. But if you look at the how they scored, uh, it's very interesting to see. There was the, the block punt that Gilman just whiffed on his block on as the gunner. Uh, so they scored off of that, and then the uh, – I'm just pulling up as we talk right now. But the, that one was an egregious seven points right there. Uh, you, you take that off the board, they don't, they don't have 21. And then uh, off of that, the other scoring drive that they had, uh, just pulling up that play right here, it was a rushing TD. It was a one-yard run. Okay. They, they drove down the field. I, I don't have the full drive stats there. Uh, then there was one uh, passing touchdown and another one-yard run. Um, yep. Yep, that's some game footage right yep. there. Uh, so looking, looking at the drives itself, uh, we knew that Isaiah Bowser was a nerd and he wasn't going to do anything for them. Uh, he only had 93 yards rushing on 23 attempts, averaging four yards a rush. Uh, so they missed a field goal. Uh, Notre Dame went back. They scored with Dexter Williams because he's a grown-ass man. And then from there, it was – they didn't really score until the uh, the miscue that ND had with and with Yoon missing the field goal. So a missed field goal and a blocked punt led to two touchdowns for them. So there's that. Uh, and rambling incoherently as I read a box score is probably not what everyone's here for. So really, uh, I'm I'm okay with the game. It was a little bit stressful because I had friends over as well, and I don't do well with Northwestern and friends historically. Um, so it wasn't great for me. I did make the jersey switch again. Uh, we are two and zero right now, all time in jersey switches. That's a big W for the boys right there. That's the sabermetric. Um, I think we may have had one murder on the field. Uh, Julian Love again. Uh, so that's four for the season. Well, 
Elliott or Love? I'm sorry, Jalen Elliott. Jalen Elliott had his fourth murder of the year. Yeah, um, I don't recall. I kind of blacked out watching that game. Figuratively or literally? Figuratively, but who knows? Okay, because Steve and I definitely were probably, uh, as the kids say, on one uh, for for this game. So uh, we're on to Florida State. Uh, we, as a consensus, had two horsemen. Uh, Phil Jerkovic, uh, happy birthday. You're not the four horsemen, though. It yeah, was impeccable uh, timing there. <laughs> it was Ian Book, 343 yards passing, 50 uh, six yards rushing, 399 yards on aggregate. Um, and then we had Chase Claypool, your neighbor to the north, 130 yards on eight touches. That's insane. He needs to come back for another year. Right. And uh, I'm very happy with how they played. Wish he got Fink in the game a little bit more. Uh, 45 yards with him. And uh, Jafar Armstrong actually fell off a little bit. Yeah, the running game kind of as a whole there. It wasn't great, uh, especially when your quarterback is tied for the leading uh, rushing yards and touchdowns. But uh, Armstrong's hampered by some type of ankle injury uh, he got against Navy, so hopefully he'll be full strength before the end of the season uh, because we will need him. Uh, so I think we should – I think, well, at least there's two guys I want to single out on defense at least. Mm -hmm. um, Tavon Coney, of course. What a monster he is, man. He's going to be a great NFL player. Mm -hmm. Mike spot. Um, yeah, no, he's great. He had two sacks, two tackle for losses. I think 10 total tackles. Um, and then uh, also Julian, I think he had two and a half tackle, uh, two and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss. Yes. And I know that'd be, I guess, three and four, but honorable mention goes out to um, Kevin. What's his last name again? You're not thinking Stefferson, are you? No, no, no. The wide receiver, he had 60 yards. Oh, that was. Um, Kevin Austin? Come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a it's a so, rough one. We don't prepare for this type of stuff, folks. So yeah, I, I think saw that um, because I remember him playing, having having two big catches. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's him. Are, as thinking, well. are you thinking Michael Young? Yeah, I think I might be. Um, You're thinking Michael Young. Kevin Severson doesn't play on the team anymore. So. <laughs> oh, I know it wasn't Stefferson. Um, yeah, Michael Young, sixty yards, two right. two it's receptions, Michael. one. It's Michael Young. We should edit this, but we should also not because it's hilarious. Um, I mean, we're not going to. It's, it's uh, Michael Young is who I was thinking of. He had two big plays. Um, Mimbo, don't call us out on this. So Michael Young, fourth horseman. Tavon, fifth, three, fifth. fifth, five horsemen today. Honorable uh, mention. We don't have numbers anymore here. We're like the. Um, do you remember that show on uh, Drew Carey hosted it? Whose line is it anyway? Are you too young for that? I'm maybe not in the same generation as you, so no. Fuck you, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> it was a show where he started off everything saying that the sh the uh, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Okay. That show is. Uh, so I can't believe you have never seen that show. Uh, anyway, on to the uh, the next topic of discussion. My favorite part: uh, ask a Canadian, because I have no. We can we can milk this one since Steve isn't here, and I hope you know what he wanted to ask this week, so you could ask for him. I don't. We're gonna save it for next week because awesome. we, still got, we still got content. Uh, wow. So really, uh, big big thing happened in um, in America this last weekend. 
Uh, it's called Daylight Savings Time. Sprint forward, fall back. Uh, it was started because of the farmers needing more light and some shit like that. I don't really know. Uh, it just inconveniences me. But you get an extra hour of sleep when you fall back. And you lose an hour when you sprint forward. So, Dylan. Yeah. Does Canada celebrate daylight, observe uh, daylight savings time? Yes, we do in every province except Saskatchewan. They don't do it there because for some reason they don't want to. And um, there might be some other locations and towns across Canada, but for the most part, it's daylight savings time here, just as it would be in the States. Um, yeah, just Saskatchewan is the only really outlier. Um, and is that west or east? What's that? Is that west or east? That's west. That's in the prairies. Um, and it's funny because they're surrounded by two provinces that do have daylight savings time. So the times are always different, even though they're in the same time zone, hmm. um, which is kind of funny. Uh, I hope I'm correct on this. I know last week I did get a date wrong, um, but for the most part, uh, I don't know these questions going ahead of time, so I'm giving you the best answer I can. That's what we like. Uh, so Canada does observe daylight savings time. Yes. Uh, that's good to know. And then from there, my other question, tell me about Canadian elections because I don't understand them. Sure. Um, so... Our system's a little different than yours. Um, it's a parliamentary system. It's virtually the same thing you'll see in the UK. So we do not vote on the executive. So there is no president. Um, the executive formally is the queen, is the head of state. Is that like Justin Trudeau right now? Who's no, unless you're calling him a queen, then that's kind of funny. Um, but no, that's the actual Queen of England, the church, sorry, not the church, the, the, the crown, is technically the head of state in Canada, um, which is problematic for me, but that's okay. Because informally, that doesn't happen. But there's a process in which we govern ourselves. Um, so that's one thing to know. So we don't vote on a president. Uh, we also do not vote on a Senate. We have a Senate. It's useless. It's a waste of money. And they don't do anything. Is that where Rob Ford was? No, he was the mayor of Toronto. So he was not involved in the Senate. He was not involved in the Senate. Where is the Senate located? Senate's, the Senate's located in Parliament. Parliament? Uh, Parliament's in, well, no, hold on. I'm saving that one. That's going to oh, be wow. quizzing you guys at the end of the year on Canadian stuff. So I'll save that one. Okay. You don't deserve to know that one. Uh, so the only thing we actually vote on. Got it. It's hidden. Yes, it's, it's a secret, secret city. Yeah, it's in a different igloo every week. Yeah. Um, so what we actually vote on to get to your actual question um, is what we call a House of Commons, uh, which is basically your House of Representatives, the okay. same kind of thing. You vote on districts. We call them ridings here. And the party with the most districts forms government. So instead of having a presidential election, you guys would have just voted for your House of Representatives. Okay. Tonight, or last night, sorry, the Democrats would have won. So then the leader of the Democrats would have become the prime minister if you were in Canada, which is not the case. So um, you don't have to worry. Nancy Pelosi is not the prime, the, <laughs> the prime minister of the United States. No one knows more about American politics than I do. So that's <laughs> But in Canada, we vote for a local representative and whichever party has the most forms government. And the prime minister, who is the head of the legislative, is the informal executive. So when you said Justin Trudeau's the head of state, you're not right, but you're not wrong. So officially he's not, but functionally he is. And he's very powerful compared 
to the checks and balances of the United States. So elections work, same thing, we go in, we have a ballot, we vote for a candidate, that's it. We don't vote on different issues like you do. Uh, we don't have midterms, we just vote whenever you know uh, parliament has been dissolved and we need to vote for a government. And so, when does parliament get dissolved? Um, so usually um, now, based on a recent law, it's every four years, similar to you guys. It used to be every four to five, unless there's a minority government. Now this is more European, UK stuff, because um, there's similar systems. Whenever there's a minority government, meaning you don't have the most seats, um, elections to your government tends to get defeated a little sooner because the opposition will say you have no confidence. So I'm giving you a very long answer here, but our elections are similar. We go in on election day, we vote for one candidate, and that's it. It's the same system. Whoever has more votes wins the seat. Does, Does your system also uh, not give power to black voters in certain Georgia communities? Because that's a thing. Georgia, Florida, um, I mean, 2000 election completely. I don't know how Bush served as president. Um, well, we're not going to get into actual political sure. talk. Um, yeah. Um, I'm sure there's instances, but no, there's not a severe problem of suppression um, in Canada. Okay. There's also not a severe problem of gerrymandering in Canada either. I'm sure it happens. There are redistricts, uh, redesigned, uh, redrawn, but in the States, it's a common practice. It's whoever really owns the governorship. Right. The legislature can then redraw boundaries. So, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So I, I understand a lot about Canada now, uh, and I hope you all do too. Yeah. So I have one final question. This is kind of a pop quiz for Dylan to see sure. how Canadian he truly is. What is the national animal? The national animal is a beaver. Are you 100% sure of that? Uh, yes, I am, because I was going to quiz you guys on it at the end of the year. Well, let's see here. It is a beaver. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. There are actually multiple symbols of Canada. I know. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to go through real quick. And okay. I, will, I probably won't remember this, so. Sure, we'll comment on them. Let's see here. National flag, red, white, maple leaf. Yeah. Best flag in the world. It's beautiful, unique. I would disagree. Royal standard. Do you know what that is? Royal standard? I don't know either. We're moving on. Royal <laughs> cipher. The crown. That is. Oh, they, what was that? Like seals and shit of, uh, of Canada. The National yeah. Anthem, O Canada. Right, it's a dope anthem. I can sing it in English and French. All right, that's all we're allowed to play before we get sued. Um, <laughs> by the Canadian government, I'm sure. The motto is Amari Uske Admare. Yeah, to, to see the shining sea. From sea to sea. And the national tree, maple. Oh, surprise. The national animal is also the Canadian horse. Hmm. Huh. Horse. Did not know that. Um, I'm going to fact check, check some of that. But that was do... about 2002. I am looking at Wikipedia right now, so I'm just going off of that. Mm. Okay. And then the national sport, adopted May 12, 1994, was hockey, it but was... also in the summer, lacrosse. Yeah, so there's a that's actually kind of a heated topic in Canada a little, little bit because it was lacrosse is the national sport, hockey is the national pastime. Since then, they're both now the national sport. One's winter, one's summer. Um, either way, we'll by the United States, States in both of them. So, what did you just say? You heard me. I because it's funny because you you talked over me because you have control of this, but I said we'll kick your ass in both of those sports anyway. 
And I said, you'll get worked over in both of those sports anyway. Oh, anyway, that's not true. Who had more Native Americans playing lacrosse? These guys. And that was your daily United States-Canada debate. Anyway, back to what we're talking about, Notre Dame. I'm learning a lot about Canada and uh, America. So moving forward, we're actually going to do one where you get to ask Americans questions when we have me and Steve on and possibly a third guest. Uh, to Why be black people vote in Georgia. Well, that's a whole thing. Let me let me just tell you. I don't really <laughs> understand what happened there, but from my um, brief reading of CNN, because I'm a cultured individual, they forgot to bring the plugs <laughs> to plug in the voting booths. Uh, so it just took a lot longer for them to vote, and um, because it's an electronic process here. I, I know you probably still do it with sticks and stones, but. Uh, there's a process where you, you fill out the ballot. I, of course, didn't vote. And then you have to put the ballot into one of the, the readers for them to count your vote. Right. Uh, they didn't have those. So they did let them vote. I heard there was issues leading up until the election, too, with voter suppression. But it happens everywhere. So it's not like an uncommon thing. Also, last, uh, last question before we get into Notre Dame, uh, Florida State. Do they give you I voted stickers? Do you get a big maple leaf that says I vote today? I think there is. Um, I'm trying to think. The the times I've voted, it's been Are you do you have to be eighteen to vote? Yeah, eighteen to vote. Um I've voted twice. The federal election was just after I turned eighteen and then there was a by election in my riding. Okay. Uh, the first one was done like I was on, at university, so it wasn't like I didn't go to the station. I just had to like go to school. Hmm. Um so I didn't get a sticker, but I'm sure they exist. I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen them around. Um, Good to know. Yeah. Well, we're going to start a business. Uh, so moving on, uh, that was your your favorite segment, and my favorite segment as well, Ask a Canadian. So moving on, we have Florida State, and I'm not worried. Uh, Florida State under Will and Taggart is historically bad. They, they show up, and that's sometimes the best ability. Uh, is availability, but they're four and five right now in the ACC. Uh, they, their schedule really unimpressive. Lost to Vatet twenty four to three. Beat Samford. Whoa. Barely. Lost to Syracuse thirty to seven. Then they rolled off two wins in a row: Northern Illinois and Louisville. And Louisville is terrible. Uh, lost to Miami by a point. Beat Wake Forest. Lost to Clemson. And then lost to uh, NC State last week. So they're they're a streaky streaky team. Uh, I don't think they're very good. They do have some injuries right now. Uh, Francois is probable uh, to play. They have two offensive linemen uh, out. One is more questionable uh, for the game. They have a defensive back who's questionable, a tight end. One of their quarterbacks transferred. Uh, they lost a running back, another defensive back, and another D lineman is questionable. So Florida State really, uh, I'm glad that they're showing up for the game, but other than that, I'm not too worried. I think Notre Dame's defensive line will eat up their offensive line, and I think Notre Dame's offensive line will grow leaps and bounds this week. Uh, that's just because they have to. And Ian Book, he'll throw for a conservative 370 yards, three touchdowns, and Dexter Williams will have 150 on the ground with two touchdowns. Wow. Um Florida State is awful. Um, 
I know, I think at the start of the year, I said they have a lot of talent, um, so it's always a worrying game. But here's the thing. They lost to Clemson 59-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. Clemson is a playoff team. I assume all of us out there think we are a playoff team. Mm-hmm. If we cannot beat Florida State by a large margin, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be that big, but it has to be a large margin, then we're not on that level. And look, Clemson did it on the road at Florida State. You know, we're, we're playing at home. We're rumored to be wearing maybe some different jerseys. I don't oh, yeah, this is the alleged green jersey game. I'm skeptical, but hey, whatever floats your goat. And, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much all I have to say about it. You have to blow them out. The precedent has been set by Clemson. You have to. You want to be in this conversation, blow them out. And I don't think we'll blow them out that big. I think we'll beat them by three touchdowns, but will it be enough? Who knows? And that's a good segue. Uh, my final prediction, I said about five touchdowns. So it's 35. I'll do a, I'll throw a shutout. 49 nothing Notre Dame. That's that's interesting. Um, I'll take 41 to 17. We tend to be giving up around there for points, the 17 to 21 range. All right. So uh, that's our Florida State talk. Moving on, uh, the talk of the town. Uh, the college football playoff were released. Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Notre Dame 3, uh, Michigan 4, and then Georgia 5, Oklahoma 6. Yeah, I mean, they're using a balance of resume and eye test, which I feel uncomfortable with um, because on resume, well, Notre Dame has the best resume in the country right now, but you can't put them ahead of Alabama. You just can't. Right, but they're ahead of Clemson definitely on resumes. Uh, they got the number one strength of record in the country. Um, they've beaten the fourth team in the country. Um, they have the best resume. I don't think they should be number one. I do think there are like extreme cases where eye tests matter, especially with Alabama. But on resume, Notre Dame should be the number two team in the country. They're not the number three team. I can't really complain about that. Um, the committee, I think, is doing a decent job there. I would have Georgia ahead of Michigan on resumes. I actually think Georgia has had a slightly better resume. They have a better strength of record than Michigan as well. Um, but, yeah, you're going to expect that. And uh, we, we've all been talking about what happens if Alabama loses to Georgia. Yep. So uh, before we get into that, I almost bought tickets to the Boston College Clemson game uh, this weekend. Uh, why not? But I, I didn't. I couldn't uh, bear paying one hundred and ten dollars for a uh, nosebleed level seat in Boston College. Um, just kind of a side note. But and if you also look at the losses, Michigan did lose to the number three ND team. Uh, Georgia lost to number seven LSU. So if you weigh losses, like I was de- debating with some Oklahoma fan last night, uh, Oklahoma, they were saying that Oklahoma deserves to be in the top four uh, based on record because they're better than Michigan. But they lost to, uh, well, I think, number 17, Texas, or number yeah, Texas. Texas. Yeah. And so with that, you know, it's very interesting. Oklahoma um, hasn't played anyone yet. No one. Well, they did They did have one resume win, number 22, Iowa State. And they're they not going to stay number 22, though. That's the problem. Could beat West Virginia and whover plays in the Big 12. Well, that will be their first big win. And look, I like Oklahoma. I really do. But at this point, they don't really have a claim to the top. Six. Well, I mean, I think I have Washington State ahead of Oklahoma. I mean, that's probably close. And now, just going off of this real quick, 538 did a quick prediction of how probable it is that these teams 
uh, who are in the playoff or have a chance to be uh, can run the table. Uh, Alabama's at 51% with Mississippi State and Georgia in the SEC championship game uh, because they do have the powerful Citadel coming to town. Clemson, 67% chance with only Boston College and ACC Coastal left. Uh, Notre Dame has a 49% chance, which is interesting. Uh, They're saying that the one resume win was Michigan with possible Syracuse coming up. Um, From there, uh, Michigan, 43% chance to run the table. Georgia, 28% chance because of Alabama. Uh, Oklahoma, 37% chance. Uh, Washington State kind of on the outside looking in because of USC, 19% chance. West Virginia only has a 21% or I'm sorry, 11% chance. Uh, Ohio State, 18% chance. They're saying that Michigan's most likely going to beat them. And UCF does have a 40% chance to run the table, but UCF is irrelevant. Uh, no resume wins. They're going to beat UCF to win the a- AAC and play in some type of peach ball or some bullshit. Uh, so that's that. But let's get into the real topic. Okay. What do you think happens, and I'll give you my take, in perfect bubble? Notre Dame's undefeated. Yep. Clemson's undefeated. They win the ACC. Yep. Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship game. And only Georgia. Only Georgia. The SEC is 12-1 and at Alabama and Georgia. Okay. Okay, those are three. And the Big Ten has Michigan as their champ, uh, 12-1. and one. No 13th data point for Notre Dame. Sure. Do they take away the fact that the 13th data point for all these other teams are bullshit FCS wins? Um, because they should. Yeah, I think the, the kind of the general idea among the committee with the title games is not that it's a 13th data point. So much as it is an other top-ranked team you're playing. Okay. So I don't think in a normal year where, let's say, Notre Dame played four ranked teams and whoever played three, and then they, you know, they, I don't think it'll be that big of a difference. The issue is if Notre Dame loses, they're kind of little shit out of luck because they don't have those ranked wins. But now just going off of what we talked about. Yeah. Who's out? Who's out? Five teams. Yeah. So – you got to keep in mind the way the committee has worked this year. Also, Oklahoma, Oklahoma wins the uh, 12. Yeah. Well, look, realistically, before we get into that, there's there's Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, and Oklahoma. That can only get in at this point, to be honest with you. Okay. It's a weird year where not anyone can really get in. Um, in that scenario, the ranking would be Clemson 1. Georgia number two, Notre Dame three, and Alabama four, and Michigan would get excluded. Not fairly, maybe, but they are not excluding Alabama. They are too good on paper. They are too good to watch, and a very good loss in a bullshit conference title game. They aren't getting excluded. I'm more worried that Michigan will get in and will get excluded than I am Alabama not getting in. Now, I understand where you're coming from there. I, I don't agree with you that they're going to keep out an undefeated Notre Dame uh, purely for the money, to be honest with you. ND is one of the top brands in the nation, and we all know that. 
And really, though, I actually stood up because I'm starting to get a little fired up for this point. It, this could be, and I kind of just thought of this. When Ohio State got in and they got their doors blown off, two, two years ago, they didn't win the Big Ten, right? Yeah. Penn State did. Could that be a possibility with uh, Georgia? If Georgia wins the, um, the SEC, would they ever say, you know, fuck you, Georgia, we're not putting you in, we're keeping Alabama in as four? I don't think so because the loss came too recently. If I remember correctly, Ohio State did lose to Penn State, but that was a few weeks earlier. Right. Um, and Ohio State had a better record. Okay. They were a one-loss team. I think Penn State was a two-loss team. I think so. so now just look at the roadmap for the rest of the year. Uh, for our fans and whoever is gotten to this point of the podcast. Um, obviously we need to win out. We got three games, Florida state, Syracuse, USC went out, let the cards fall where they will. Um, now for Alabama, they have Mississippi state, the Citadel and Auburn and then Georgia. So are we chanting war damn Eagle and ringing the cowbell for Mississippi state? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. It depends what your priorities are. Cause there's, I have two mindsets. One, if Notre Dame loses, how can we get them in? Mm-hmm. In that case, um, everyone needs to lose. Like right. absolutely everybody. So there's that one element that doesn't care what Alabama does. That kind of wants them to push it all the way and just knock out Georgia. Okay. But, um, there's also the part of me that is already booked our spot into the semifinal and is looking at how the fuck do we avoid Alabama, which I know a lot of you guys are. Um, and in that I'm case, not, I will go on record and say, I am not afraid of Alabama. Fuck you to a, we're coming for you. Pussy. All right. I, I wholeheartedly disagree with that, but Four horseman curse has been put on to a tackle <laughs> All right. Ask Bryce off about that Tua. But let's be honest, Alabama needs to lose twice not to get into the playoff. And they play tough games. Mississippi State is a good team. They're a ranked team for a reason. Mm-hmm. Go Auburn is a rivalry game, and I wholeheartedly believe that all rivalry games, anything can happen. Plus, Auburn is a decent team. And then Georgia could beat them. Uh, it's not a, impossible. I think it's highly unlikely. I think they run the table because they are the best team in college football history. This team, not the program, this this specific year. Um. I think maybe a more interesting scenario is what if Clemson loses to Boston College? Boston College at BC. Like. Here's the thing. Clemson has nothing on their resume. They have an early Texas A&M win, which doesn't look like anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. The committee has showed us that the eye test seems to matter because, well, Clemson's ranked number two. I think Clemson might actually skip out Michigan. I think in that scenario, Clemson would get the four seed. Because they're just so good on paper, they're so good to watch right now. I don't, I don't believe in it. If Clemson loses a game, they're outside my top ten probably. It's I, that's an interesting scenario though. Eight p.m. in Boston, Saturday night. Um, it's going to be a low of thirty-four. 
That game's going to be tough. It's going to be, Alumni Stadium is going to be rocking. The alumni, the fans, the students are all going to be at Marianne's before the game. I sure hope they don't close that bar. It's my favorite bar in Chestnut Hill. Sponsor us. Uh, they were going to make it like a weed dispenser or something. I'm pretty sure they closed the bar down. Uh, beside the point. They're going to be rocking. It's going to be wicked, wicked cold. Clemson's not going to be able to handle that cold. So that's that's a point. I might have to be rooting for the Eagles. But here's the thing. If you're under the mindset of how do we get Alabama out of the playoff, you have Alabama. And if they miraculously lose a game, you need everyone else to win out to, to, to steal a spot from them. Hmm. So that's why it's really – who knows? It, so three, three games out, our chaos theory can't really take effect. Um, obviously, pulling for Boston College, why not? Uh, I think Ohio State can beat Michigan. Can uh, I say something on that? Yes. I have said for years now, and you can check my Twitter history, death, taxes, and Ohio State beating Michigan – Every fucking year they do it. Every year they beat Michigan. Michigan cannot beat Ohio State anymore. They have done it maybe twice in the last 15 years. I am willing to bet that Ohio State beats Michigan at the end of the year because I believe the game is in Columbus. It is in Columbus. That is a talented freaking team over there in Ohio. You know, they've struggled. They've lost, sure. But this team also lost midseason and beat Alabama and Oregon in the national championship game. And they only lost one game to Purdue. Like, let's be real. They, 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 they can if they went out there. What is interesting if they went out and Oklahoma wins out, who gets the four seed? But well, they still I, I would say that ten right now. So there's but a lot of Michigan really boosts them and Michigan State. Hmm. And then the Big Ten title game against Northwestern. It's very interesting just looking at the top ten uh, because you definitely still have Oklahoma. I believe West Virginia, yeah, they play the last game of the season. So that's a de facto. They'll play back-to-back. They don't play – Big 12 doesn't do that. They do a strength, They do a record, don't they? They play a title game. They, that's a few years ago. Yeah. Huh. So they, they don't have divisions. It's straight up through the conference. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what it is. The conference playoff. So Oklahoma and Virginia, West Virginia will likely play back-to-back weeks. Hmm. And Texas could even sneak in there if something weird happens in the next three weeks. Yeah. Well, you do have those back-to-back games right there. Uh, you have LSU, who has to wrap up the season. Uh, Arkansas, Rice, and Texas A&M. Okay. LSU might just have lost their way out of the playoff, to be honest oh, with you. Yeah, no, there's too many SEC teams ahead of them at this point. And uh, then, really, Georgia, Alabama, you have that. And then Michigan, Ohio State. And then Washington State's kind of the odd man out there. So I think LSU and Washington State will get a New Year's uh, Bowl. But uh, other than that, everyone else is just playing for – and Notre Dame just kind of that person holding on to the side of the car and saying, oh, well, let's see if we make it. Uh, I definitely think in undefeated Notre Dame, there's no way in hell you can keep them out of the playoff. I agree. I don't think they could. Um, I don't think they would either because based on resume, even though they would have at that point not quite as strong as some of the other teams, being undefeated is better than having a loss. And you have to consider that with the resumes. Like, sure, it's possible, for example, that um, we'll say Michigan has a better, quali- more quality wins than Notre Dame. But, one, there's the record to factor into. That's, that's part of the resume is the actual record. And, two, is the head-to-head. So right. I'm not too worried about that. We, plus, we got the Northwestern better margin of victory. Um, mm-hmm. We went out, we're in, we're Notre Dame. That's going to happen. 
let's just win out. Let's just focus on that. And uh, if we play Alabama, we play Alabama. I would rather not. I think we could beat Clemson. I think we could beat Georgia, and I think we could beat Oklahoma especially because they can't play defense there. So get into the playoff, win out, and the rest will take care of itself. That's it. Florida State, coming for you. Uh, I don't care who your quarterback is, Willie. You're an okay coach, an okay human, but not this week. Irish by 49. Go Irish. Beat Seminoles. Go Irish. Beat Free Shoes University.